everyone. I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Let's be honest before we start pretending. My name is Kelly Mobeck, and today we are going to get real familiar with our imposter as well as our champion. This is going to go hand in hand with last week's episode three, where we talked about the power of choice and being able to choose our attitude, which is one of the key things we have in our toolbox to deal with that good old imposter who loves to show up and create a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Also, speaking of episode three, how are you guys doing with the practices and the challenges? Let me know what's working or not working and we'll work it out together. We've got this. Let's dive into today's episode, imposter versus the champion. Have you ever felt like a fraud I know I have. As a matter of fact, anytime I'm stretching outside of my comfort zone, hitting the next level in my life, and since we're being honest here before we start pretending, this podcast just may have brought that up with me from time to time. What are some of the times where you feel like a fraud? Can you, can you get yourself into those times? A lot of us do it. There's actually a, like a study that found about 70% of people can be challenged with imposter syndrome. And even the, say, 30 other percent maybe don't have imposter syndrome from time to time, but we all have within us the doubter, also known as the imposter. So the question here is, are we really a fraud? Or are we doubting who we really are and who we are being for the people in our life and who we are being around our purpose in life and what we have to contribute? That's the real question. I believe in my whole heart, we are not frauds. We are human beings having a human experience and therefore it's natural. We are going to argue for our limitations from time to time. We're going to do that. My goal here is that you argue for your greatness much more often. And our champion will assist us in doing just that. So before we get to the champion, we get to create some distinctions of our imposter. Because the more that we know, the more we can choose something different. So let's talk about the imposter. Do you ever feel like you don't deserve the job or even a promotion you have, perhaps an award you've earned, that you can actually run your business as an entrepreneur and be successful, or that you don't deserve to be in the relationships you are in? 
Maybe you find yourself doubting your colleagues' praise and compliments, or you consistently are doubting yourself. If these thoughts at all ring true for you, there's a high possibility that your imposter has shown up and has something to say. Imposter syndrome is the belief that you aren't good enough professionally and sometimes even personally and produces the fear that others will soon realize you're a fraud. When the imposter is at play, you don't feel adequate or even capable in your professional life despite real evidence of what others say. You might be accomplishing and achieving consistently. You Maybe you were employee of the month, three months in a row. Maybe you've received several compliments from your boss, your colleagues, or others, but your doubters coming in and poo-pooing all of that. When the imposter is out of hand, we will experience unnecessary stress, anxiety, and self-doubt, and it just doesn't work. So here's four signs that your imposter may be at play. Number one, you feel like a fraud. You don't feel like you know what you're doing or that you are even adequate. As a result, you feel like you're wearing a mask and wonder when people are going to figure out you're not good enough. And it might feel like it's a matter of time before everything comes crashing down or the other shoe's going to drop. This will have us procrastinate in moving forward. It's almost paralyzing, that feeling of a fraud. Number two, it's difficult to accept praise. Do you feel awkward when you're told you've done great on a project? Do you question whether or not compliments are actually sincere? Is it difficult for you to accept praise on your work performance? If you've answered yes to these, there's a really high possibility that your imposter is having a field day with you. When this happens, any praise you receive from others feels invalid and dishonest. Even if you have solid proof and evidence from clients and colleagues saying, you're the best, you're still not going to believe it or buy into it. Because when the imposter mindset is happening, it is impossible to actually believe you might be good at what you're up to. Number three you overwork yourself. When you don't feel like you're good enough, you will do everything in your power so that that goes unnoticed. I sometimes call this when we do a lot of busy work versus productive work because the busy work makes us feel like we are accomplishing, but it's not necessarily moving the needle forward in our life. And that's why it's common for those with the imposter running amok to overwork and exert themselves more than those who don't. Brace yourself. This goes hand in hand with being a perfectionist. Any perfectionists out there, please raise your hand. I will be honest here before I start pretending. I, I'm sure I've said this before. You've probably heard it. My hand is raised as, you know, a perfectionist in recovery day to day to day. It is true. So it's not out of the ordinary for you to find problems in areas where others wouldn't even be looking at it unless it's pointed out. The problem is this. 
even when you are killing it, you will still find yourself believing you aren't good enough. You will come up with various excuses as to why you achieve something so impressive and then ask yourself how you managed to pull it off. Like it's the weirdest teeter-totter that we will get on when the imposter's in play. It's as if everyone but you gets the value of your work. Number four, failure is not an option. Listen, guys, failure is so normal and something everyone experiences in and out of both our personal and professional lives. We can't be great at everything all the time, and we shouldn't be. Being human means messing up and making mistakes. And the purpose of that is so that we can learn. We are here to learn and grow and contribute. I just know it. So we're going to make mistakes. And when your best friend, the imposter, shows up, failure just isn't an option. So guess what? You can't make a mistake. Don't you even think about it. The imposter doesn't give you room for error. The worst thing ever that could happen is making a mistake, no matter how forgivable. Your expectations for yourself are higher than anyone else's. So when you do mess up, that downward spiral is super devastating, humiliating, and we just like pull out that hammer and start, you know, making ourselves wrong. You're quick to be super understanding with others, you guys. We do this all the time. We're so quick to give others grace in mistakes that they make but somehow we don't give ourselves grace. Like it's just not okay. So that's when you know that imposters, it's just lurking around. I don't wanna leave you hanging out with the imposter too much longer. So let's look at some strategies in overcoming the imposter. The first one, tell on yourself, like admit it. I am really in a tailspin here. I can't get out of it. Shame keeps a lot of people from telling the truth about what's really going on for them and about feeling fraudulent. Knowing there's a name for these feelings and that you are not alone is, I promise you, super freeing. So have your circle of support, you know, know who they are and tell on yourself, tell the truth. People will assist you in getting over yourself. They will. Separate feelings from fact There are times you feel really inadequate. It happens to everyone from time to time. And realize that just because you may feel that way does not mean you are. Human beings are meaning-making machines. We actually assign the meaning to whatever's going on. And so we have a lot of choice in how we feel about things. Number three, recognize when you should feel fraudulent. I know that sounds kind of odd, but there are going to be some times where you're new on the job or you're taking on a new project or you're starting your own business as an entrepreneur. You know, maybe you've been promoted to leadership and you're like, what? I've got to lead people. What? It's only natural that sometimes you would feel like you don't totally have what it takes. Instead of taking your self-doubt as a sign you can't do whatever is in front of you, recognize that 
this might actually be a normal response to being a beginner. And you know what? We all begin somewhere. Remember last week on episode three, we talked about choosing our attitude. And what was my favorite one? Confidence before competence. This one works really, really well here, I promise you. It's okay to be a beginner. It's totally okay. So give yourself that permission. Accentuate the positive. Perfectionism can indicate a healthy drive to excel sometimes, for sure. And remember, where we really excel is when we practice to perfect. So we're up to something new. We're up to some new skill sets. We're creating some new habits. We practice to perfect. We're not practicing to be perfect. We practice to perfect. The trick is to not obsess over everything being just so or just right. There really is no such thing as perfection. Sure, there's a perfect cup of coffee. There's a perfect sunset. But being human, no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as being a perfect human. Do a great job when it matters most in the work you're up to without overthinking the routine tasks that are going to hold you back. And please forgive yourself when the inevitable mistake happens because it's going to. Remember, there's a purpose for that. It's so that we can learn, which reminds me, develop a new response to failure and mistake making. I love this quote from Henry Ford, failure is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Hello. I love that because failure is only feedback. That's all that it is. It tells us that there's something we've got to learn. And if failure's feedback, well, what's feedback? That's information. That's knowledge. We can do something with that. We don't have to stay paralyzed by fear of failure, okay? So we get to begin again with some more information. So instead of beating yourself up for being human and say blowing the big project or, you know, take on, I love this, professional athletes do this all the time. This is a good practice. What they do is, you know, they make mistakes in the game all the time. They will go back and they will watch the plays over and over again and evaluate what can I learn from this? They don't focus on, oh, I failed or I'm no longer good at this or gosh, maybe I shouldn't be on the team. They're not focusing on that. What they're doing is they're like, all right, I made a mistake and I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to get back in the game and I'm going to do it different and I'm going to do it better. So they're looking for excellence. That's what they're moving toward, not perfection. So change the rules that you're operating from. What the heck does this mean? We make up rules for ourselves all the time. Sometimes they're really great working tools and sometimes they don't work for us at all. So like for instance, a rule that I don't think is working is I should always know the answer. Um, what? Who said you should always know the answer? Okay. Nobody, nobody. But here's the thing. Reframe it. I don't know the answer, but you know what? I'm smart enough to go find out. Or reframe it in a way that, you know, I am willing to ask questions. I'm willing to ask for help. Another rule that doesn't work, I never ask for help. I, I just, 
You don't understand? One of my rules is I've got this all by myself. Okay, uh-uh, uh-uh. Start reframing this. Be someone who says, I don't have all my answers and my new rule is I'm okay with that and I am gonna go ask for help. I am open to being contributed to. Start reframing the rules. Recognize that you have just as much right as the next person to be wrong. Hello, you get to have an off day and you get to ask for assistance. Change the script. We're all running a script in our brain. These are the automatic mental tapes that start playing in situations where we're triggered with those imposter feelings. And when you start a new job or a project, instead of thinking, for example, wait till they find out I have no idea what I'm doing, reframe your thinking. Everyone who starts something new feels off base in the beginning. I may not know all the answers, but I'm smart enough to find them out. That's so much more empowering than waiting for people to find out you don't know what you're doing. Like, what's that going to do for you? Not much. Visualize success. I'm going to go back to professional athletes because I think that they really practice this. They visualize succeeding before the game. So they begin with the end in mind. And I can promise you they're not going in going, well, you know, it's not happening. No, they go in like we are going to take this on and we are going to win. So begin with the end in mind and spend time beforehand visualizing yourself making a successful presentation, like literally put yourself in that or taking on that new project or having a conversation with someone that maybe is difficult. Visualize yourself successfully doing these things and do it again and again and again. Visualize it as many times as you can so that when it comes up, guess what's going to be real easy to choose? Confidence before competence, okay? And it's way better than picturing impending disaster. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like that just keeps me up at night when I'm picturing myself just blowing it. And sleep is essential, right? So we don't want to you know, be up all night thinking about our disaster that we're probably not even going to create. It's going to also help with performance-related anxiety and or stress. Because the more you do this, the more you've already done the presentation or the project or whatever it is. Okay, so you're going to really be able to feel confident. Acknowledge yourself, acknowledge yourself, acknowledge yourself. Learn to pat yourself on the back frequently because this will reinforce the champion in you. If you are going to make friends with your champion, you have got to learn to acknowledge yourself because that's what the champion does. So if you're not going to do it, your champion's going to get quiet again. So get in that practice of acknowledging yourself. You can do it every single day. At the end of your day, what are two or three things that I can acknowledge about myself today? What did I do well? Put some more emphasis on that. I'm not saying to ignore the areas that are your areas of growth. You're going to focus on them as well. I want you to also get in that practice of acknowledging what you're really doing well. Another thing, and I cannot stand this saying, fake it until you make it. A lot of people will talk about that, especially when it comes to being a beginner, 
so that we avoid that imposter. But you know what? Fake it until you make it for me. I've never loved that saying. It feels inauthentic and it does not allow us to embrace our natural knowing. It just doesn't. As you heard in episode three, where we talked about attitude is everything, we have the power to choose our attitude. And one that's so much more powerful is confidence, right? It just is. We talked about that in episode three. So you guys, if you haven't heard it, please check it out. It will reinforce this episode even more. Now and then we all have to fly by the seat of our pants. We do. But instead of procrastinating or winging it at the 11th hour as proof you can't do it. Now, what did I just say? The reason we procrastinate is because we th- there's many reasons. But again, that's another episode. But one of them is we'll wing it or we'll procrastinate because our doubter's just been playing so hard ball with us that we, you know, we're just going to continue to procrastinate. Don't do that. Choose confidence and view it as a skill. That's what high achievers do. They choose confidence. They plan. They prepare. There's not a lot of winging it. They visualize themselves successfully completing whatever that is that they were completing. Don't wait until you feel confident to start putting yourself out there. Courage comes from taking risks. So change your behavior first and allow your confidence to build. Just as we have an imposter We also have a champion within each one of us. Both are parts of us, and much of the time we give way more credit and belief to our imposter. As a matter of fact, we probably know our imposter so much more than our champion. So I want to talk about who the champion is. The champion argues for our greatness, even on the days we aren't feeling it. The champion is the one who is our biggest fan believes in us beyond reason, and will only remind us that we truly are amazing and the best. Even if you are a beginner, your champion will remind you that everyone starts somewhere and everyone is a beginner at times in their life. And you are the best beginner on the planet. That's the place that the champion stands with us. Now, your champion is not smoke and mirrors, by the way. Your champion is, in fact, telling you the very truth that you have been resisting. And whatever we resist persists. Your champion wants you to get you've got this and 100% believes in you beyond reason. That's who the champion is for us. Truly, truly. It requires us to challenge ourselves in the things that we are resisting, which is often our greatness. Okay? It challenges us to really get familiar with our greatness. So I have a practice for you. Here's some things to consider. And I invite you to take some time to reflect on these and write them down because the more you know, the more you can get in partnership with both your imposter and your champion. And our goal here is that we want to calm the imposter down and we want to amp up the champion. So again, I invite you guys to take this on. We're going to actually create and get familiar with your imposter and we're going to do the same for the champion. So question one, what does your imposter look like? 
picture your imposter in your mind's eye. It could be like a character you've seen in a movie. It could be a picture of somebody you've seen somewhere. You might have this picture and you can draw it or find a picture off the internet and get familiar with what your imposter looks like. And this can be any way. So when you, when you hear that question, what does your imposter look like? Whatever that is, that's who he or she is. What does the imposter sound like? What does that voice or the noises that the imposter make sound like to you? Is it nasty? Is it mean? Is it arrogant? Is it, you know, ferocious? What does that imposter sound like to you? What's that tone that you hear? And then what is he or she typically saying to you? What is the imposter telling you? You're not good enough. You aren't capable. What are you thinking? You know, things like that. Find out what he or she is typically saying to you. And then ask yourself, when does your imposter show up? How do you know he or she is there? Because you know what? The imposter is sneaky and sly. And just when you think they're not around, boom, they showed up. So start to get familiar when that imposter shows up and how you know they're there. This is going to sound silly, but I'm going to invite you guys. Name your imposter. Give your imposter a name. Give them a name and call them by name. Now, I'll just tell you, I have like a committee of imposters and they all have a name. I don't just have one. There's like a whole boardroom full of them, just so you know. Okay. But I know who they are. I know what they're saying to me. I know when they show up and they all have names. Next, let's go ahead and do the same thing with your champion. What does your champion look like? Go back into your mind's eye and Pick him or her out. What does she look like? And then what does the champion sound like to you? Is the voice pleasant? Is the voice from a place of gratitude? Is the voice positive? Is the voice acknowledging? What does your champion sound like? And then what is he or she typically saying to you? What are some of the things that your champion is saying to you? You've got this. I've got your back. You're really great at this. It's okay to be a beginner. Who can you ask for help? What does your champion say to you? And then when does your champion show up? And how do you know he or she is there? How do you know? And I want you to give your champion a name too. Give your champion a name. You want to make these people real because then you're not you're not stuffing them down somewhere and you can actually work with them much better. Now, here's a further challenge. Share your imposter and champion with your trusted circle of support. These are the people who tell you the truth and are willing to call you out when you really need it. The more people are familiar with both your imposter and champion, the more they can help you see when they're at the party with you, okay? And the reality is just like the imposter, the champions within us do. So we can bring them out every single day. The trick here is to practice being able to pull our champion in when your imposter is going wacko with you. It takes practice. I can't say this enough. 
It takes practice and we can choose our champion just like we choose our imposter. We're choosing which one's showing up for us, okay? It takes practice. You might check in with your champion each morning as part of your morning routine. If you're having a particularly tough day, have lunch with your champion. And by all means, at the end of the day, debrief with your champion so that you can complete your day with acknowledgement and learning. Because your champion is much more willing to make mistakes and learn from them. And you might say your champion embraces excellence versus perfection. And that is so much more freeing. Hello. Okay, that was a lot. And getting to know both the imposter and champion are going to be such great secret sauce for you taking the lead in your life. It will require you to get so honest with yourself. So prepare yourselves. And remember, the more you know, the better you be and do. So get ready for more freedom and joy in your life. Make the champion your BFF and bring him or her with you everywhere. And my final challenge today, argue for your greatness every single day. You deserve it and go slay your week. Okay, let's do this. Thank you so much for listening today and hanging in there. I trust there was great value for you as you move through your day and take the lead in your life. If you want access to any of the practices and strategies and questions on any of the podcasts that you've listened to so far, sign up for our newsletter. It comes out regularly. I promise I will not spam you. I promise it's full of great resources, information, and when you sign up for it, you will receive a really cool guide that includes these practices, strategies, and questions for you to consider each week. So it's a great resource. So thanks again so much for listening today. Let's keep this party going. Let's stay connected. I would be happy to support you in any way I can with you taking that lead in your life. Connect with me through my website at kellyjmobeck.com and ask me any questions or topics you want to hear more on, and we will address them on future episodes. How fun is that? So have a great week ahead, and if it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. Have a great week, you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.